Click. Click. There we go. Now I'm recording in all the places. Clickety-click. Clickety-clack. Mm-hmm. Who is glad that the Apple events are back? <laughs> they are. That was good. They're, mm-hmm. That's good. Um, yeah. They, well, the, it was interesting. Um, I guess was, this was the first time in three years that people had returned to the Steve Jobs Theater, the SJT. Um, and so that was kind of like a, a little celebration. But, uh, you know, it was still playing a, f- a film, mm-hmm. a uh, commercial film, mm-hmm. or a film I, commercial even. I, I would, um, uh, despite Tim Cook uh, calling it a film, uh, I, I disagree with that. Uh, it seems a little uh, heavy-handed in its uh, artistry or claimed artistry, I suppose. I don't know. Oh, it, oh, there's what? There's gatekeeping surrounding the word film. Uh, oh, there is so much gatekeeping surrounding the word film. But I don't. I don't even mean it in like the sense of like film versus movie. I mean like this is a video that is a presentation uh, with advertisements inside of the presentation. And the presentation is about a product that is being advertised. So it's uh, to call it like a narrative film or something, or like, you know, a narrative movie. Like, I I don't know. It's just, uh, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't put on those pretensions um, for, for something like this. I never, yeah, I, when he said roll the film, to me that just meant hit play on that video file we have mm-hmm. stored on this Mac. It didn't well, mean anything else than that. Yeah, I mean, it could be, I don't know, if it's, it could be either an active thing of like, I consider this art and that we are, you know, because they have like cinema mode and stuff. So they, they, they think of it as art, so they say it's film. Or it could just be because he's old and they're in a theater. And so he's like, play the film. Um, those, are, those are really the two options, I guess. But uh, what matters more to me is that you were invited to be a part of this process. And this is your first time going. And you got to participate in <laughs> a bunch of stuff that no, not very many other people do get to yeah. experience. The uh, Steve Jobs Theater is a 1,000-seater theater. <laughs> oh, wow. A 1,000-seater theater. And, uh, of course, se- s- many of those seats are for Apple employees and, uh, you know, the, the big the big boys, um, because many of them are boys. Uh, and so, yeah, I was uh, part of some smaller portion of that. That was uh, really cool. Um, yeah, so... I had to be there at 8.30 for check-in, um, so I woke up bright and early, uh, not even bright yet, uh, to head down to Cupertino, California, um, and yeah, you get there, and there's everybody and their mother who are dressed in uh, these... Uh, I think they were blue shirts, but I don't remember, to be honest, um, helping figure out where you're supposed to go. <laughs> uh, one of the funny things leading up to the event is uh, I know I'm supposed to go to the Apple Park Visitor Center. Uh, but when I've gone in the past, I've gone to the Apple Park Visitor Center twice, once after WWDC and once with uh, an Apple employee who is showing me 
you know, part of where they worked and just kind of doing the fun thing of getting to go to a visitor center. And in both of those uh, occasions, you can follow Siri via Apple Maps and do exactly what it tells you to do. And you will drive onto a street that then has a turnoff that lets you go into the huge, mongous parking garage underneath the Apple Park Visitor Center. And that's what we were told we were supposed to do. But the way that you normally go is blocked off with cones. So I had to kind of go a different way. And then there were some um, Apple people who were uh, kind of shooing some people away. And so I thought, oh, that might be where I'm supposed to go because I can show them I'm credentialed and uh, they'll let me in. So I come over to <laughs> these two people and it was this uh, woman and this man um, who were who were standing there. And uh, I said, hey, I'm, I'm press. Where's press supposed to park? And uh, she told me to go this specific way and go park in this area. So I said, oh, okay. And if you can imagine, there's kind of a road that leads in, that's the road. Um, and, and then, and then it kind of curves around at the end and then it leads out. So I was on the way leading out. And so to the left of me, of course, was the road where I drove in at the first place. And the woman is pointing to the lot that is to the left of me, meaning you would turn left uh, past the part where I had come in in the first place before I looped around. Well, there is a double line on the road. And so typically in uh, driving situations, that's not something that you're supposed to cross. You're not supposed to cross the double line. Uh, But this is like practically just a parking lot uh, lane these are series of lanes. This is not like actually out on the street uh, that leads in. And so I, you know, started to turn left or whatever. And she's like, yeah, you just, uh, you just need to go into that lot there. So I start to turn left and bless his heart. The person that was with her was such a like rule follower that <laughs> he goes, yeah, but you, you, you're not supposed to do that. And then I looked and I saw, oh, the double line. I was like, oh, okay. I, I see. Well, at this point, the woman turns to him with this, like, why are you, the, the, the look on her face is like, why are you being an idiot right now? <laughs> and she turns to him and she goes, there's a red light at the end of the street. So no one is coming. There's no one in the road. And he is press, so he can turn left. And he just kind of sputters and stops as she's saying all these things. And I'm like, I'm not going to disagree with her either, because I don't want to get this talking to. Because I was very happy to go to the end and loop around, no problem. But uh, she was pretty much like, he can go. And so I just, I turn... Well, turns out that uh, the area that she led me to was the wrong area. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) So this was like uh it 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 was an area for the people who are uh allowed to come with the press people who have like lots of tripods and stuff that they need to carry uh, the support um, the support crew yeah, for the support the, crew yeah. exactly and so like for the big uh people who were there KTLA and I don't know who else had Bloomberg and all the folks with lots I of Justine. cameras and stuff yeah. I just he no she just had one person with her so <laughs> she didn't need that but um so 
I uh, went into that that area and the guy was like, oh, you are you're green. So this is where you go. Well, green was the color of the badge that I would be getting eventually. And it was the color of the pass on my Apple wallet, because I don't know if I mentioned this before, but they like issue you an Apple wallet pass that you'll use at the event. So um, I get parked. Uh, there's it turns out there's like another way to get into that area that I was trying to go into originally. So at least I was right in. Yes, that is where I'm supposed to park um, in the Apple Park Visitor Center parking lot that has like three levels. So at this point, there are all of these uh, awesome folks that have um, down in the parking garage there. They have these like batons that are li- that light up. And so they're directing you where to go. So I ended up um, I guess I was pretty early because uh, I parked all the way on the third floor of the parking garage. And of course, this is going down. So level yeah, they, one. They start level two, level at three. the lower level and then work their way back up, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, they, do they have the people like directing you inside the garage? Like if you're at, uh, you know, Disneyland or something where it's just like, yeah, park her over here next to this person. Um, yes, it yeah. went that far. Yeah, they had the batons that they were waving and telling us where to park. Um, when I've gone there, not around event time, they don't have that. Uh, that is just specifically because there was an event. So um, got parked, went into the elevator, and then you basically just walk out into these. There's all of these different sort of kiosks where people are standing. And they were like, do you have your badge? Yeah. Uh, well, my pass, I mean, uh, and I just tapped it onto this thing that they had in front of them. And they were able to, because I used the online system that they had for proving my uh, COVID negativity, uh, then I was able to do, or they were able to see that. Um, and so then they handed me over my green um, Apple badge that said I was press. And uh, then it was kind of a time to just... I you know, had to take a restroom break real quick and um, then went over to the Steve Jobs Theater. I, I do have which, a question before you go yeah, any further. Please. I was curious, I know Jason Snell had mentioned this, you had to take a COVID test uh, 24 hours prior. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, 24 hours or less, yeah. Tw- yeah, and then send the results to Apple. Uh, what is the mechanism for that? Are you just taking any antibody test that you could pick up at the grocery store or the pharmacy and then just taking a photo of that and sending it to them? Or is this one of the ones where they like send you a kit that you need to do while an RN is on like a teleconference call? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, first I'll say this. I want to, I want to be clear. I really do feel like what Jason Snell said on MacBreak weekly is the case that um, a lot of this is a little bit of honor system in the sense that, like there are multiple reasons why this is on our system. For me, it's enough to just be like, don't be a bad person. <laughs> like, I wish that that was enough though. It's often not, but like, mm-hmm. just don't be a bad person. That's enough for me where if I were to test uh positive, then I just wouldn't go because it's, uh, it makes you a bad person if you do go. But then there's also kind of honor system involved where each of the people who are at the event that are press have a PR contact at Apple. And so the PR contact can kind of feel out people as well and make sure that they, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all personal relationships in that sense. And so you don't want to harm that personal relationship. And then basically it is true that what you do is I, um, 
It was like starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday. From that point until the event, um, you could use the the clearinghouse that Apple had hired to handle all of this, where you quite literally take a test. And it could be a test from your doctor, but that would be hard because most of those tests are like they come back the next day. Right. Um, but you can go and just buy uh, a test. I had them from, uh, you know, the the free tests that we got from the government. Mm -hmm. And so I took my eye health test and literally like, you don't, you don't have to have a newspaper or anything like that. You can just take a photo of the test that shows you're negative and then you upload it to uh, the service. And then someone human uh, checks it between the time that you upload it and uh, however long it takes them to get to your test. And I guess they just look at it and see that it shows a negative result and then they confirm it and that's it. So yes, because this is when everybody was like, well, then people could just, yes. Mm-hmm. If you had a test from, you know, seven weeks ago in your uh, photos library and you edited the EXIF data to make it seem like it was a test from now or removed the EXIF data entirely, then you could... uh get into the event. But I don't know, I guess they just felt like that is that just kind of goes against everything that yeah. <laughs> that uh, like you, you should it just shouldn't be that way. Um, right. It and, requires more effort to be duplicitous in than it would be to comply, um, you know, uh, perfectly put. Yeah, because you have to you'd have to get a negative test that someone else had and then you could, which you could do, and then you could upload that, that photo on your behalf and stuff. Um, but, uh, it just, it just seems like it would be, uh, more difficult than it's worth. Now there is of course, whether or not the test is, uh, sensitive enough to detect, uh, your antibody levels and then whether or not, um, enough uh whether or not you actually become ill with inside of that 24-hour window um which you know you can't really control um but those are the kind of things that are pretty common in terms of testing for stuff like when we went to a wedding in Cabo San Lucas uh we had to do a rapid test uh where they Mm -hmm. uh you know are actually turning over in a lab with a nurse and stuff, but you could still get sick in that window where they're conducting the test or contract it, um, not even be ill, um, and then bring it back with you. Uh, so there's, there's just a, that window is always going to have some, something, whether or not the person is, uh, on their best behavior or, you know, they may not be intentionally deceitful. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, and as Jason said, I think um, bearing in mind that, <clears throat> excuse me, this is probably more likely them wanting to have you uh, be aware if you are asymptomatic. And so you take the test within 24 hours and then you go, oh, wow, I didn't realize I had it. Um, I'm, you know, now not going to come. That more than anything else is probably why uh, the test is, you know, they're having people test. But this is why Jason and I chose to wear masks inside of the Steve Jobs Theater, uh, because there are a lot of people there. And I don't know uh, what what all they may or may not have done and how they may or may not have done it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, regardless of the fact that the tests were um, done and everybody, you know, 
tested or whatever, I still don't feel comfortable being in a theater uh, that is full of people where there's not as much air. When I was out mm-hmm. uh, outside and um, in on the occasion, whenever it was just uh, the few of us in the same space, then I don't have a problem with that. But overall, yeah, not interested in, in breathing uh, unfiltered air no, uh, I, with everybody I, else. I agree with you. And I, if I, you know, I, I will never be in this situation, but if I were, I would have also worn a mask uh, because uh, it, it just, it doesn't, I don't find it as onerous as some people seem to, but uh, I'm with you. I really don't see the benefit, especially if you're in a theater setting. Um, It's not like you're having a conversation with anyone or uh, trying to emote in a certain way. You're sitting passively in an office trying to write down notes as fast as possible while watching a video. So uh, I don't, I don't get it. I don't don't quite understand the, the, uh, what possible benefits you'd be having by being unencumbered by, by a mask in that scenario. Yeah. But, uh, when you got to go through that and, uh, I saw that there was like a security thing, um, where they did a security screening and then you got to go to the theater. Uh, was it, Oh yeah. Was it pretty impressive to see like the scale of it up close? Uh, cause it seems very big. Um, but it also is full of people. So I don't know if that makes it feel more cramped when there are these throngs of human beings. It was so because of the heat. um, So before they open up the theater where you go down these two flights of stairs into uh, the actual theater, there's this area up top and it's, you know, those glass gigantic glass walls, blah, 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 blah. Um, and Jason and I spent most of our time before uh, it was about time for the event to start. We spent our time outside. Uh, and so there was shade and we could, you know, chat and breathe. But then whenever it came time to kind of queue up to get ready to go inside, that was the hottest I was at the entire event. Um, the sun was kind of beating in. And that's because we were kind of on the outside of that ringed area. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't enough underneath that it was kind of being shaded by the uh, roof that hung over at the top. Um, and so that felt small because there were so many people. But the second we started to go down the stairs, then it felt big again because uh, you're going down these two staircases, either on the left or the right, that kind of wrap around the edge of the ring. And uh, the staircases are huge. And there's this middle area that is closed off. Um, because it's kind of like, think of it as you walk in and that's the first floor, uh, down below that is the second floor that is mostly just an entryway into the Steve Jobs theater, which is kind of the third floor almost down, uh, because you would then walk downstairs to go get sat into these seats and watch the event. Um, but what's cool about that second floor is that there's this sort of, uh, again, ringed area in the middle of the two staircases. And this is a wall that actually moves. So after like at, at the end of the presentation in the Steve Jobs theater, that wall uh, gets 
opened and inside is where the hands-on area is to check out the devices. So it's kind of neat how when you're going down, you don't see anything, but as you come back up and suddenly this whole area has opened up and there's just this uh, whole floor of tables with uh, devices on them to, to check out. So they purpose built this for Apple events and it's very clear uh, that they you know put a lot of thought into it for sure. Yeah, um, I, I've heard about that in the past, uh, but it, it's got to be pretty interesting to see it in effect. Uh, I forgot yeah. to like, I wanted to look back and watch it open, mm. uh, but I completely forgot about it. I was a little bit distracted by how uncomfortable I was in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, the chairs are not comfortable. I did not know that. Yeah, so there are these brown leather chairs, mm-hmm. um, and they're, they're pretty boxy, mm-hmm. and it's like... I think it's more for the sake of making sure that they can kind of be cleaned off afterward. Uh, And I was partially expecting that there would be uh, like chargers in every seat and also that we would have some sort of like college table uh, situation where you could sort of lift it up and have it so that you could put your laptop on it. Uh, None of that. So uh, we were using laptops like God intended as uh, (laughs) being placed on top of our laps. Uh, But the chair was just not comfortable for me. And part of that is because I had just spent time on a uh, sailboat. uh, And so pretty much spent all day sitting on hard fiberglass. And so maybe my rump was a little um, unhappy with uh, how I'd been treating it the past couple of days. I mean, then then I, of course, drove uh, an hour and a half or two hours to get to the event and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know how much of it was just my took us being uncomfortable in the first place, but I did do um, a fair amount of readjusting myself in the chair. And I found myself wishing that I had like packed a little, uh, I don't know, comfy thing to sit on, on top of the, on top of the chair. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was a little distracting for me, but I got to tell you the, uh, the, my least, my least favorite part of uh, any of that was, um, they started talking about the Apple Watch, right? And so they're saying Series 8. Series 8, Apple Watch. Oh, well, no. <laughs> you know where this is going, don't you? I know you? exactly where this is going. <sighs> For some reason, my phone decided that Series 8 and whatever they were saying before was a trigger for... Hey Siri, which I can now say out loud because I've turned off Hey Siri on all of my devices. Why did I do that? Well, that's because during the event, um, my phone started taking in things that were being said on screen and then loudly, of course, at top volume, says, ah, here's what I found on the web for you. And normally, (sighs) Joe... When your phone is making a sound, you can just hit that little side button and make it Mm -hmm. stop talking. But in the scramble, I was hitting the side button and the uh, the the volume volume button button at the same time. So it was just taking screenshots (laughs) as Siri kept loudly proclaiming its thoughts. It was horrifying. Um, The person next to me, I didn't know the person to the left of me, uh, but they were very fun, very funny and very nice. They're just like, Siri's just really excited. (laughs) Um, Luckily, though, oh, I forgot about my HomePod mini. Yeah. Um, That one just started talking. I don't know if you heard that. I heard um, it. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. I I forgive you. Um, I I don't forgive it, though. Uh, (laughs) I'm unplugging the HomePod mini now, too. So, um, 
luckily, shortly after I had that happen, the person that was not uh, the person directly to the right of me was Jason Snell, the person to the right of them who was watching the event and typing on their computer, for some reason pulled up the live stream of the Apple event on their computer, maybe to do screenshots or something, I don't know. But what they didn't realize was that they had their laptop turned up to full volume. So then there was this horrible echo of the actual event that's taking place in front of us and their computer. And the guy could not see... uh, I don't think it was a Mac and the guy could not see his uh, keys on his keyboard to turn it down oh, uh, no. for, <laughs> for too long. Finally, it uh, they, he found what he was looking for and made it quiet. But um, that was horrifying and mm-hmm. unfun. Uh, but I did quickly forget about it because there was so much to do and, and think about. And I don't think anyone actually really cared outside of me, honestly. Uh, but... There was one other thing that was more funny than it was um than it was kind of, you know, awful or whatever, and that was uh two rows in front of me and a little bit to my left. I I don't know why I'm being so uh precise about the area, but near me enough. Um the during the iPhone part of the event and actually, I think during the AirPods Pro portion of the film, um, after every single little mention of a spec, like uh, AirPods Pro will get 30 hours of battery life, or uh, the iPhone 14 uh, has, I don't know, two times performance. After every single one of those little statements, this person <laughs> would say, Wow. So it was like, uh, the Apple Watch Ultra is now uh, dust resistant up to this amount. Wow. The Apple Watch Ultra will give you uh, 60 hours of battery life on a charge. Wow. (laughs) And you could just, it was perfectly placed within the pauses so that there was no other sound happening. So you just heard, wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Wow. And finally, people started kind of chuckling that this was happening, which I think resulted in the person realizing what they were doing. And so then they stopped. But it was so distracting and ridiculous. Yeah. So that is what made me kind of wish (laughs) that I could, I don't know, put on some headphones or something and just hear the sound through there. Um, But I will say one of the, and I mentioned this on Clockwise. yeah, I guess just yesterday. Wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> was that uh, you, when the Dynamic Island was announced, that uh, new feature on the iPhone 14 Pro that is kind of an answer to the cutout, everybody in the audience, or many, many people in the audience, laughed at the name, <laughs> which was, was a pretty fun little moment there where everybody just kind of like... <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was... Those were kind of the highlights, lowlights of actually being uh, in the event uh, area in particular. And I will say, should I be invited to attend these events in the future, I will 1000% be bringing uh, a camera with a zoom lens um, Mm. because these press people are ravenous and uh, 
intense and uh, it is very hard to get any time with anything uh, because even if you do get up to the devices, like I got a lot of hands-on time with the Apple Watch Ultra, but the whole time there were like three people breathing down my neck, um, sort of waiting their turn. And then occasionally you'll get the people who are filming you and your hands using the devices for their purposes. And so I would have these people kind of uh, nearly resting their arms over my shoulder, trying to film me playing with the device. Um, and at one point, uh, Tim Cook was nearby and he has a whole team of people capturing photos. And for some reason, um, they, there was a, one of the people was on my left and one of the people was on my right. And, they were standing. So I'm facing away from Tim Cook, waiting to get some hands-on time with a different device, right? The one person is standing, uh, again, I'm facing away. They're facing toward me. And of course, behind me is Tim Cook. The person on my left has their um, camera out and their arm is kind of brushing the lower part of my arm because they were shorter. And then the person that was about my height literally has their arm over the top of my shoulder with their camera trying to get photos of of Tim doing things. And so I've just got these two people standing so close to me, snapping photos of Tim Cook behind me, practically using me like some sort of tripod or monopod. And it was incredibly uncomfortable. Um, meanwhile, I'm, you know, masked, so they can't quite see my facial expressions that are mm. sort of giving them looks of like, what? What is this? I am a human being. Um, so that was not fun. I, I honestly felt a little disrespected, if I'm honest with you, mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, and yeah, that I will definitely, now that I understand how all of that uh, hands-on stuff works, I will definitely be um, more... Uh, again, should I be invited back, I will be more mindful about what equipment I bring and um, knowing how that how that happens and maybe spending a little bit more time there so that it starts to clear out a little bit uh, and then going in and, and having some time with the stuff. I also was a little bit uh, surprised at the how much the people who are doing the demos or showing off the products do and don't know about the stuff that you're talking about, because I asked a question. Um, there was a, a listener who asked me on Twitter, uh, will, because you can buy the AirPods Pro uh, ear tips separately in case you ever need to uh, get some new ones. And so they asked me, will the extra small, the these are new extra small ear tips, um, or will they be compatible with the uh, first gen AirPods Pro so that they could just buy the extra small ones and have them work with those. So I thought, oh, that's a great question because there will be some people who want to keep their current gen AirPods Pro, but have needed smaller tips. So I <laughs> went up to the person, <laughs> I went up to the person that uh, one of the people who is doing the AirPods Pro demo and showing off the AirPods Pro. And I asked that question and she said, I don't want to give you wrong information, so I need to ask somebody. 
So she flagged down this person who uh, I guess was kind of like a runner and they were supposed to go get a person who could actually answer that question. And uh, they were taking a long time because I guess there were other people who had questions that needed those kinds of answers. So I kind of went away uh, because I couldn't just wait there the whole time Mm -hmm. for that question to be answered. And so I never ended up getting that answer from her. Uh, I just found it on the website later. And um, I I told the person, and it is true, I ordered some extra small ear tips um, in case they would arrive before uh, the AirPods Pro do arrive, uh, in which case then I can try them because it could – According to the website, they are not compatible, but it might just be that they're not perfectly compatible with the first gen. So I'm going to give them a go just to see, and we'll figure that out. But yeah, that was kind of surprising to me. I thought that that they would be trained with kind of curveball questions too, uh, answers to curveball questions too. But I think that she was just afraid to like inadvertently be quoted almost and didn't mm-hmm. want to be responsible for press having wrong information whenever they're like so where did you hear that oh it was this nice lady at at the event i know i would be a little bit afraid of that so well i mean i can understand not knowing uh, i i don't expect any single person to ever know everything about a product but it is right it is weird they would have to send a human being to physically find the answer somewhere like there's a scroll and an in an attic um that they need (laughs) to go fetch uh I, i i would assume that they would have I don't know, let's just say telecommunications um, so that they could whip out their, uh, let's say, perhaps an iPhone. Although, who knows, maybe they have an Android device. But I just assume an iPhone in this setting uh, and just type in in their little thing like, hey, there's this guy asking this question. Here is the question. What is the answer? And then there'd be, you know, other people who could respond to the questions electronically uh, without having that to send a, a human being. That would be a good idea. <laughs> I don't. I, maybe maybe they just don't didn't foresee like having that infrastructure. Maybe they they find that having the personal touch of having someone come over and answer is better. But it, it very much kind of reminds me of uh, an Apple Store Surface experience where they send someone to the back and you don't know what's going on back there. Uh, it could be anything. <laughs> what actually happens in the back? Are yeah. they uh, they reading the tea leaves and throwing down some chicken bones? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, it, it is. I, I'm sorry for your experience because that doesn't. It's not. It, it, from the surface, it seems so ridiculous that you would expect them not to do that. Um, but uh, but I guess they haven't really thought about that uh, scenario very much. Or maybe usually other people have smoother experience where the person physically running to go find an answer uh, gets it faster. But uh, th- it is also strange that they would just expect you to wait there um, for for mm-hmm. it uh, as if you were at an Apple store. Uh, I was also a little caught off guard, I have to say. I, I think it's – so um, some would laugh if they didn't know but um, or would maybe be skeptical. Uh, but it is the case, look it up, that the University of Missouri in Columbia – is one of the best journalism schools in the country. And it is the uh, journalism school that I attended. And so I do come from kind of a classical journalistic background. And I was taught quite a bit about journalistic ethics and um, still try to hold true to as many of those principles as I can. And so I was really caught off guard by the number of people who are wearing green badges, meaning they are press, who were 
like waiting in line because the 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 leadership will come up and sort of look at the different stuff and of course it's all photo op stuff and as i said tim was there and they're like waiting in line to take selfies with tim mm. and for me that feels inappropriate it's like turning the head of a company into some sort of uh mascot or or like celebrity there yeah celebrity and it's like you're there as a press person to cover this event and or to to talk about these products that you then are sharing with your audience and to sort of glorify the leadership in such a way that you are waiting you're taking the time to wait to take selfies with the leadership is it just it just it, whatever part of my uh, heart slash stomach still has those journalistic principles in them was just rubbed the wrong way by that. And at one point, uh, someone asked me, um, did you get your selfie with with Tim yet? And I said, oh, no, no, no. Um, and I, they kind of told me, oh, well, if you go over here, it, it was a, well, I'm, I won't say, but they kind of knew, I'll just say they knew the path that Tim was going to be taking. And so they were like, oh, if you go over here, then you will be able to if you want to. Uh, so I thanked them or whatever, but just went about my merry way because I'm not going to like have this preachy moment in the middle of the thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It just, it just felt weird. Like there may come a time, again, should I be invited in the future where if it is, um, if I happen to be standing somewhere and then Tim doesn't look like he's being overrun by people that I would love to privately and personally, uh, maybe take a photo with him and, and, uh, briefly shake his hand or whatever. But I don't feel for me, it doesn't feel appropriate to, uh, to sort of that. It goes back to what I was talking about before, where like, the ex are you excited about going to this and like the congratulations that I was getting mm -hmm. getting surrounding it all of that kind of like gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit because it all feels like antithetical to the journalistic principles I was taught and to treat it like a sporting event or a marathon that you do well in or something like that and then to to turn these uh these employees into yeah these celebrities it all just is kind of <laughs> it makes me feel a bit like that but at the same time many of these uh, press people who are there like youtubers and uh i don't know tiktokers and all that stuff and uh many i'm not trying to be elitist about it it's just a different mindset and you know they didn't necessarily go through journalism school or have these journalistic principles and so they don't have an issue with that but I just wanted to kind of uh, express for me personally why I get a little bit kind of quiet and reserved and pulled back whenever we're talking about like, oh, good, good job, because I'm happy to have been recognized in the work that I've done in order to get an invite to go to this event. But I don't want to celebrate the sort of uh, exclusivity of it and all of that too much, because mm -hmm. that's where it starts to feel like it walks into um giving a company too much power over the uh the the coverage that I'm meant to do as a member of the press. Yeah. I and no, I agree I I again I would never find myself in this situation. Uh but I completely understand and agree with what you're saying. Um I think that like you said, there are a lot of people who are 
not from the University of Missouri Columbia uh, Journalism School, um, that there are a lot of people who uh, are fans who talked about their thoughts about Apple to the point where they got to be invited as press, um, you know, which is more or less what I'm doing right now. But uh, but the, the, that is a different kind of thing where for them, their interest in talking about Apple and writing about Apple is because of Apple. And so to meet the people of Apple is what appeals to them. Um, yeah. And yeah. that is different. Like if they were journalists that covered let's say Apple and Google and Meta and Microsoft, um, they probably would not be getting selfies with every single one of those CEOs. Um, I That's would a really good point. Yeah. yeah, I would assume that they are doing this because of their fan association with Apple and they, f- they feel like they have a proximity to it, um, which like you said, is kind of icky in a way because... It is, uh, you're kind of, you're going to be more receptive and, uh, more pro mm-hmm. Apple, pro Tim, um, because mm-hmm. of your proximity. Um, it is a natural bias that is going to come into play because of your access. Um, and there's, uh, there are people who go to professional journalism schools and they have uh, been questioned for their uh, their coverage of certain political figures because of access. Right. Um, and uh, I, I would I would compare it to that, except that, you know, uh, like I said, a lot of these people are fans, not necessarily um, not necessarily uh, people who are covering technology broadly. Um, so I don't know. It's good that you're able to be charitable about the situation without reprimanding um, the person about why you wouldn't want to have your, uh, your photo taken. Um, but, uh, I'm sad to hear about just the zoo of it all. Um, yeah, it's, it is absolutely a zoo. Yeah. I thought that there would be some sort of structure to it, but no, I mean, some people, the second the event or the, the film ended the second, the event, excuse me, I keep saying event. The second the film ended, even before the little heli R thing at the end, they were already up and walking back because they wanted to get in as, as fast as they could. And, uh, then more people. And there was, I just saw an, I Justine video. Um, I think was it this morning? It was either this morning or yesterday. And I wonder if she was able to go back, um, because there were the the people who got to do uh, who got hardware and who got to do briefings um, th- that was on Thursday. And so I wonder if Apple let them go back into the Steve Jobs theater because the video that she had posted, I think it was about the dynamic Island. Um, she, there was nobody behind her in mm-hmm. the shots, but it was clearly the Steve Jobs theater. And they had those little like leather or pleather. I don't know what they are. Tray things out little placemats. I mean, with the devices on them. And I thought there's no way she did that on Wednesday no. because it was just completely surrounded. It was kind of funny. I, um, in fact, I think I can share it. Let me just share it with you. Uh, Bloomberg. Yeah, ju- just me. No one else listen. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's a photo. Um, okay. That's what I meant by share it with you. Um, uh, well, then definitely don't listen. 
Um, yeah, don't listeners. listen because it won't matter. Um, I'll read it back to you as if we're on AOL. <laughs> uh, let me get it and figure out how to get it over to you. There's yeah. that. Oh, so there's a photo that Bloomberg shared, and you can see me in the photo in the background. Um, I am in a white hat with a black backpack on, kind of in the middle of that circle that I magnified. Oh, wow. And so that was kind of funny to to see that. But yeah, if you look, uh, for folks who are listening, I will include a link in the show notes to this photo. This was posted uh, publicly by Bloomberg, so it's not uh, an issue. But um, it, th- there are quite a few <laughs> people in the crowd, most of them not wearing masks. No. And uh, they are sort of milling about. There were three or four tables, I can't remember now, kind of long tables. And you can't even see the tables in these photos. But there I am standing waiting to uh, approach the table uh, so that I can get some photos and videos <laughs> and ask some questions. Uh, I think uh, you you may see the person with the bright red hair mm-hmm. uh, Joe the and they've got like a black and white shirt on. Mm-hmm. Um there to the left of them, you can sort of see the table uh, that is just barely peeking through. Yeah, that's so, sort yeah, of there like are these kind of almost white shape in this, but I know it's wood. Yes, it is. It is wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think maybe oak. These white oak tables um, that are, like I said, they're very long, um, and they all had these little placemats on them with the devices that depending on which table you were at, uh, you would be looking at the, the middle table or one of the two middle tables. It had the Apple watch AirPods pro and an iPhone because they were trying to show how all three of them work really well together. And so it was mostly focused on AirPods Pro. What mm-hmm. I found fascinating is that they clearly are not having a supply chain issue when it comes to AirPods Pro, because they were letting people try them and actually listen to them. And after a person was done, there were the there was like a row of Apple employees who were standing there with these little containers. They were like little boxes, but of course they're made with the same wood that the tables are made of. And they have these really interesting like hand slats in the top of them. And when uh, an employee would lift up the top of the tray, you could just see case after case of AirPods Pro. And so every time one person would try them, then they would put that case into that box. And then from the other side of the box, they would pull out a new AirPods Pro. So no two people ever put the AirPods Pro in their ears. They were all brand new. So um, I think that probably even now there is probably not a slip on the ship date for AirPods Pro because they had enough to swap them out for everybody to use. But the lady asked me, uh, do you want to try them? And I said, no. And she said, they're brand new, never been worn. I said, I know, but I feel like it's a waste. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they throw them out. Um. No, 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 no. They definitely don't throw them out. I just was like, that's just one more that you don't have to switch out. I don't really uh, want to be part of this excess. Thanks. (laughs) I didn't go as far as to say that, but that's how I was feeling about it. I mean, I would say this. Uh, to make you feel a little better if you decide to do this in the future. Um, it is not that excessive since they're not throwing them out. They would be cleaned and sold as refurbished or whatever. I'm sure they, they're going to do. Um, but they're 
it, it is good for you to have the insight, especially in a noisy environment like that, into things like the noise cancellation or the transparency and stuff, um, and be able to talk about it in the future to help inform other people to make that decision so they're not wasting uh, buying an AirPod and returning it. Um, so That's a good point. I, I would say that to ease your conscience, um, should you go back into that scenario, because I think it is probably far less wasteful for you to do it in that controlled setting than um, having people like ship them to themselves and then return them by a shipping or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, yeah. that's the thing is that I am planning on going in a lot more bloodthirsty than I was this time. <laughs> no uh, more Mr. Nice Micah. Exactly. That I have to, uh, based on how everybody else was behaving. I, I realized that afterward, that was kind of my post, um, event realization was, I mean, and you know, you're taking everything in all at once and trying to, uh, do what you can. And because it was so hot too, mm. and just being around all of those people who after the heat, mm -hmm. uh, even through your mask can mm. sometimes have sense. It's yeah. just, yeah, it got, it got a little overwhelming, uh, to be honest. And so I, yeah, I've got, I've got plans for the future <laughs> to make it a little bit, uh, less what it was. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I think this is one of the big question marks that I had before is like whether or not they had the, the overproduced thing that they were doing for the video to make everybody watch in the theater, like where they did, you know, have people on set on beat stage talk about it. Uh, either way, it was still going to wind up being the main benefit is that you can have hands on time um, and that in the past these had been zoos and it turns out that they have made zero effort in that. Um, so I don't know if Apple thinks that this is good to have everyone just kind of like f fight survival of the fittest style to get Bum rush yeah. yeah to get access um i i don't i don't understand um why they would want that because uh, it is kind of you know like an apple store where everyone is just stuck there around tables just piled in um there's no lines there's no or at least there's no obvious line to me from a photo no, like there this. were no it was kind of honor lines. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you make eye contact with someone else and then they make yep. eye contact with someone else. Yeah. Yep. And uh, kind of who could get there first and who was uh, most comfortable shoving through to. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's just not my, it's not my default. So that's where I have to be better about it is, uh, sort of casting aside my <laughs> desire to just not uh, take up space because everybody else has taken up space. So I might as well. Yeah. I, it's, I, I I'm, I'm uh, also not someone who is confrontational or also, you know, I, I don't even want to make my, make my presence felt. I will shrink in, <laughs> in any environment uh, to try and uh, maintain as much distance as possible between me and other people. But uh, and we're, we are tall yeah. people who are aware of our tallness, mm -hmm. yeah. I think, too. Yeah. yeah. That plays a role. Yeah. Not like those sh short, you know, greedy people just trying to <laughs> shove you. <laughs> That's what happened to me twice. There were two <laughs> people who went a little bit too far. And uh, I made eye contact with with one of them. The other one was just moving too quickly. But the other one I made eye contact with and I shook my head. No, like, don't do that again. That's not acceptable. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Well, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, uh, but 
I'm sad you didn't get invited back for a briefing, um, supposedly, allegedly. I don't know if you can say. Uh, no, I think you can. So I know, um, I know someone who works at a, a big publication who uh, was staying there overnight because they had a briefing on Thursday. I think where people have been sort of cautious in the past is like, if I were to get a briefing, um, then I would not just come out. I would not straight up come out and be like, yeah, I've got a briefing tomorrow. But Mm -hmm. if you're talking about other people getting briefings and if I'm not mentioning their names, I don't think that's really an issue. Um, and so I know that there were some briefings on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jason was not a part of that. Um, and I think that there weren't a lot of uh, the smaller publications who were part of that. It seemed like it was the folks with huge followings or the folks with um, that are part of large publications, you know, yeah. like uh, Gizmodo I and Bloomberg. I, I know and stuff. you were just talking about how you're not, you know, really supposed to let on at stuff and like there's some secrecy about it. But um, Marcus Brownlee just you know, sent out a tweet on that Thursday of the empty Steve Jobs theater that he was entering. And it was just like, okay, I, oh, I know what you're doing. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> that, that gives me a good answer then. Cause yeah. that does mean that they got to go back to the theater. I was curious about that. So I Justine, mm-hmm. um, being in that empty theater now makes sense. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that definitely is what happened. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I, I know that the priority is on, uh, video, but, uh, you know, twit, twit is video sometimes too. We so, do. Yeah. Yeah, and that is why um that is why I feel pretty good about um my eventual return to mm-hmm. the event and uh really looking forward to making use of the podcast studio. Uh there's that was that was a really neat thing because the podcast studio is in side of the mothership it is not in the visitor center or the um steve jobs theater Mm -hmm. and so jason snell and i uh got whisked away into the actual uh ring and so there were some apple employees with us who were badging in and swiping their cards against these different things to let us into these areas and that was a lot of fun to kind of get to go into the actual uh circle and uh, check out the this the podcast's studio, and then also get to check it out uh, behind the scenes, like what they're doing. And some of the stuff, some of the tools that they're using are similar to what we use at Twit, and uh, that was kind of neat. And I watched, um, it wasn't entirely on purpose. I was, um, my PR contact uh, w- was trying to help me get a time set up to do one of my shows from there and the, the timing and everything just didn't work out. And so, um, I, they invited me to come along since I was going to be hanging out with Jason Snell. Anyway, they invited me to come along so I could see the podcasts studio while, uh, Jason was podcasting with Mike. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't know was that along with needing to be escorted in, I would have to be escorted out. Oh no, so, so you're trapped. <laughs> I was trapped. I was trapped. So I I got some stuff done while I was listening to uh Jason and Mike uh podcast because they had these uh like director's chairs off to the side and mm-hmm. they had headphones so that you could listen in and hear the audio mix while mm-hmm. uh the event was going on or while the the podcast was going on. So I was able to hear the whole thing. Um 
and chuckle along when they're making jokes and whatnot while I was doing some other stuff. But uh, yeah, that was fun to fun to do mm-hmm. and uh, check out and that they, they have these. I, I sent you a photo that um, we can also it's OK to include this in the show notes um, and it shows like the four different uh, angles that they've got. They've got, you know, four cameras uh, at one time. And what's funny is like. Jason's not making use of any of this. No. Um, yeah. It's just audio for him. But um, he could see Mike on the uh, kind of teleprompter thing in front of him. Yeah. So I saw a photo that he other. had posted of of Mike uh, on the on the. Oh, yeah, that's feed. right. Um, Apple itself, they had a photographer there who was taking photos that they sent to Jason and Mike afterward. And those photos that you saw that Jason posted, mm-hmm. or I think maybe um, that uh, that the Twitter account for the show posted, uh, those were, um, actual photos taken by the Apple photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it's good that they provide this for people so that they can, um, talk about it without having to like go wait in their go car yeah. or, uh, rent a hotel room just to have a place to, you know, use as a home base or something. Um, but after you were, uh deposited here and then trapped briefly uh and then returned um did they just escort you back out the way you came uh into the area yeah so and i I also want to be clear because i don't want to uh i don't want to make my pr person sound like they were an awful person they were still around um like nearby and i could have texted them if i wanted to but I it was like, what else am I? Uh, it's fine to sit here in this cool air mm-hmm. because I also want. If I would have had them escort me back, then I would have had to walk all the way back to where I was going instead of ride the carts, <laughs> the oh. golf cart back. So I was also being a little bit lazy mm-hmm. um, and wanting to stay out of the the hot hot sun. So part I, I want to yeah like. Part of me was trying to not be an inconvenience yet again, and you know not make them have to take. Uh, me back first and then take Jason back. But then part of me was also like, Oh yeah, it would be nice to just ride the golf cart back rather than having to uh, yeah. walk all that way. So it wasn't yeah, so bad. Really? It wasn't so bad. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's basically what I'm getting at. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, upon leaving, they have to walk you all the way to the actual gate where, uh, you know, no, no one beyond this point area to make sure that you, are actually leaving and not just going somewhere where you're not supposed to go. Right. So yeah. yeah, we had somebody with us uh, at all times until we were in the area where press were allowed to be. Uh, this is, might sound like a uh, silly or extraneous question, but what if you had to use the bathroom? Are there bathrooms with the podcast studio? Yep. Uh, there were restrooms nearby. Um, so uh, yet again, we had to be escorted, not all the way into the restroom, but the person we were with had to wait outside. Uh, cause actually Jason and I both need to use the restroom. So, um, we got walked, it was just around the corner, got mm-hmm. walked over to the restroom, <laughs> did our business. And then, uh, <laughs> they walked us back into the podcast studio again. See, that's the kind of news that you tune into unhelpful suggestions for. So how, exactly. do you, how do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> how do you use the restroom here? It's uh oh, and of course, um, they had the. I really didn't find any food that was uh, <clears throat> sort of what I wanted to or could eat. There were some gluten free options, but 
it was all kind of like very snacky snack food, and I was not into that. So it's kind of surprising for you know Apple. Um, yeah, I guess I, I I hate to say it, and this makes me sound bougie and ridiculous, but I expected more. No. <laughs> well, I, no, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying in terms of if you're providing the meals for people who can eat uh, gluten, and then you're providing snacks to people who cannot eat gluten, that doesn't seem balanced. Um, but uh, it is, I mean, it's better than nothing. Uh, but Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's how I felt in the end, ultimately. And plus, they've got the great uh, baristas and the great um, espresso machines there, so... I and this is on at an empty the visitor center, had. or is this in the rain? Yeah, this is at the visitor center. Okay. So yeah, you the Steve Jobs Theater. You walk back uh, from that to the visitor center, and that is where they've set up kind of a cordoned off area for press, specifically where you have to flash your badge in order to get in. And then you've got free drinks like water and some smoothie type stuff and sparkling water and uh, all sorts of coffee you could want. The again, look. Suffering is relative. <laughs> and so I was a little disappointed that the only two types of I typically just drink uh, black coffee. But I while I was I was like, I want a little bit of something in my stomach other than just coffee. So the only two milks that they were offering this time were 2% and oat. And that was a disappointment because oat milk is just Oat milk is the way that it's processed. It creates a sugar called maltose and maltose has a, uh, what is it called? A glycemic and index that is like 20% above that of glucose. And mind you, the glycemic index is created with glucose being 100%. So maltose actually exists as an outlier where it's like 120% on the glycemic index. And because of all of my, um, my gluten stuff in the past, like I'm still mindful of my blood sugar because that's what ended up happening was like, I wasn't properly absorbing nutrients and that threw off my, um, blood sugar levels. And that led to my heart going all wonky. So I still try to be mindful of how I am intaking sugar and all that kind of stuff. So I avoid oat milk with all, uh, like to, to the best extent that I can because of the fact that it is, um, re it rains hell on your, uh, glycemic index. I think, and, and this, the reason why I'm saying this is because the last time I was there, Coconut milk was an option, and so I was able to have a flat white with coconut milk, and it was amazing and tasty and delicious. Um, but I think that Apple is being mindful of these new – I've seen a series now of new stories about how the only good milk is oat milk because all the rest of them are destroying the environment. And like almond milk is the worst because it kills bees, and coconut milk isn't great because um, they are like – it only grows in tropical climates. So they're like forcing uh, the coconuts to grow in places where they shouldn't. And that's leading to deforestation and all this other stuff. And so the only non-political milk right now is oat milk, because of course the worst milk that you can possibly have for uh, the environment is dairy, but they went ahead and had 2% milk. So that's cool. Just leave my coconut milk out this time. Apple, it's fine. I mean, I don't know if they were doing it specifically for the environment, like you said, as much as maybe they just didn't have it on hand at the moment. Because I've also well, gone that's to... that's unacceptable. 
<laughs> I've gone to coffee shops where they, you know, will have a range of milks, but they'll just be out that day or something. Like there, there's certain things that are just. But like, how can you be out when you know that there's going to be an event? I, I don't know. You I get don't all know. the milks. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I know I'm being salty, but it's like I can't really eat any of the things you're providing um, outside of a few snickety snacks that don't um, sound appealing. And you treated me like an animal in that event, so I just want a coconut milk latte. I know. I Again, it's absolutely ridiculous. I shouldn't care at all. But I, that's all I was just saying is I was a little disappointed that uh, they only had those two types of milk on, on hand. Yeah. I and uh, But then, you know, after this, you know, brief refreshment, you hop back in your car um, and... Oh! Or, no? No, no, I do. I do. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, after my... So that was actually before I went to see the podcast studio. Um, but after that, then uh, Jason and I walked back. He went into the press uh, area again to uh, do to upload the files, his audio files. And I left. And then, of course, by this time, um, I'm going to hit San Francisco around uh, people getting off of work. So traffic was not fun. And I almost got ran off the road by a Nissan Rogue. Um, yeah, that was not fun. This person, um, they, there was like, there was a car in front of the person and it turned on its signal and got into my, I'm in the right lane, this car, this Nissan Rogue's in the left lane. And in front of us is a vehicle that turns on, turns on its signal and gets into my lane. No problem. Obviously there's room in front, but the Nissan Rogue was only apparently looking in front of it and behind it. And I want to be clear. I was not in the blind spot of the Nissan Rogue. I was parallel with the Nissan Rogue and it turns on its turn signal and uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, the, you know, as everyone does, you look to your right and then in front and behind before you actually get over into uh, whatever lane you're trying to get into. No, this person just starts to get over. So I am a person again. I don't want to take up a lot of space. I will do everything I can to not honk my horn. And if I do honk my horn, it is more of a burp than anything else in the very rare occasion when I honk it. So I, they started to get over into my lane and I thought, definitely, surely this person's going to look over and see that there's actually a car there, Mm. but they continued to keep moving. At which point I said, you know what, if I just do a brief honk, there's all of this traffic. They're not, they're not paying very close attention. They're not going to hear me. And they're still starting to move over. So I had to do something that just goes against everything I believe in and like, until they finally got back over into their lane. Well, they get back over into their lane, but because now they're so focused on me and nothing else, they're not paying attention to the rest of what's going on. I luckily still am. And so I look up and I see that the light, this is in San Francisco proper. I see that the light is, uh, you're you're on, you're on roads, not. Yeah. I'm on roads. Yeah, not the freeway. Exactly. Um, But you get to go in pretty fast through um, part of that. And it's like on its way to the Golden Gate Bridge. And um, I, uh, what was it? Oh, I see that the light is turning red. So I um, slow down. And they are not paying attention, so they nearly rear-end me as well. So right after almost running me off the side of the road, they almost rear-ended me. 
<sighs> Luckily, they did not, um, and everything else was fine after that. But that Jeez. was that was an annoying way to uh, end my my journey. <laughs> mm. And this is uh, just out of curiosity, since you're going back to Petaluma, you're going on mm. the Golden Gate Bridge. So this is that part, like by the Presidio, where there's the, like the parks and the trees and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, yeah, that traffic is always terrible there. Uh, every yes. time I've been through, terrible. Um, but I'm glad to hear that you, you survived your first Apple, Apple event experience and that I you... didn't melt into the pavement. Mm-hmm. I, uh, got to go hands-on with some stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I, was there was anything like... you wished you could have hands-on time with, but were prevented because of the zoo? Um, the iPhone 14s. So I got to go hands-on a little bit with the uh, pro max, but I wasn't able to get footage, uh, because it was just, it was hard to do that and play with the phone at the same time. Um, so yeah, the, uh, standard iPhone 14s that do not have the dynamic Island. Um, I wish I got a chance to look at those because there are a lot of, especially a lot of my followers, uh, of, through iOS today, those are less techie folks and they go for the more standard phones. And so I wish I had gotten some time with those for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, looking back, do wish I would have just tried the AirPods pro instead of being more mindful about it. It's fine, Micah. Um, don't, <laughs> don't beat yourself up about anything. Uh, you, you have, you've done an excellent job. I'm very proud of you for going and uh, well, experiencing you. that. Um, and and uh, I hope in the future um, people are less like, uh, you know, selfish buttheads. And they... I'm going to put elbow guards on, <laughs> knee pads, and uh, maybe even a football helmet if they'll let me. And then yeah. I'll, be, I'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Yeah, yeah. put me in, coach. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I... Oh, I know we've got to go, but uh, did you pre-order an iPhone? So when we talked uh, on on Clockwise yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. I had said that I was still thinking about it because I want specifically the camera on the new Max. I'm uh, sorry, the new Pro, not the Max. I never want the Max. Max is an atrocity. Um, I want the <laughs> new. I want the new well. camera, um, but I didn't. I was on the fence about like, is it enough of a benefit to get the new camera and over, you know, and trade in value and do all that stuff or like, cause everything else about my current phone is fine. And the big thing would be the camera and the dynamic Island. And uh, what I said at the time was I, I, I didn't find the dynamic Island to be as persuasive in terms of making a purchase from what I have right now. Right. Um, right. And, uh, it's still the case. Um, and the camera is still something I want. But then one thing I didn't account for when I was talking to you on clockwise is, Oh yeah, this gets delivered at a bad time. (laughs) So I can't, I can't do it again. Just like last year where I had to keep putting it off because, uh, I, I couldn't, the delivery window wasn't working. Um, so I, I looked again and it was middle of October now. And I was like, well, I could do that. But at the same time, I also don't know for sure exactly when it arrives and stuff. So it is kind <laughs> of a gamble and they don't have in-store pickup available. Oh, um, what? 
Yeah. Aren't, aren't you in Southern California? I, 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 no, I, I am, but I think it's because it's the pre-order is what it's classified as right now. And because they're not in stores, they won't make arrangements for you to pick it up, I guess. Um, I was able to, if I wanted to, I, I was able to set up uh, to pick it up at Santa Rosa. Oh, well, maybe I, I should try changing my stores some more. Maybe yeah. it's not detecting other ones that might have it in stock. Um, but I, you know, also did the thing where I psyched myself out where I was just like, okay, so deep purple, no objection to. Um, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not even that purple. Um, but at the same time, I knew that every time Apple introduces a color, it is always the most popular color. So I don't want to go through the process of like last year where I was trying to get the Pacific blue. Um, or that's what it was called, right? Anyway, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get the Pacific blue if I was if I was going to be at a disadvantage. So then I tried the black, and then I was like, oh wait, maybe that's also screwing me. But because of the way they do it, where you're picking the a color, yeah, you don't get to just see the times if you pick Until a slightly after. different color. Yep. <laughs> on the website you can, mm-hmm. but on in the app it's not that simple. Yeah. No, and it, it is um, so annoying and. A, it makes you add it to the cart um, in the app. Um, it wasn't showing me the estimated delivery until I did that, um, which I thought that they used to show yeah, you. Yeah, I feel like they did. Yeah. Maybe it, there was a lot like as I, I yeah, I, I don't want to cut into yours. It's just that I had more issues this year and some weirdness where the shop went back down after <laughs> it had already gone up. Uh, so I think they had even more issues this year. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just wish I wish we were a little I'm, I'm curious because I know they do a lot of testing and research and everything. It's just like, I wonder like what it is about this process where they're like, we got it. Um, Cause it's always just a little off and it's mm-hmm. always off in the same way. Like, like, like I said, the color thing, it's just like, could you just like have a bunch of buttons I could just put, push in between and see what the delivery dates are. Um, but uh, you know, it doesn't, it, 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 it'll be what it is. Um, I still intend I still like to get one, um, but I want to do the store pickup. Um, I don't I don't want to have to deal with delivery. It makes me nervous, too, because it's I get the 512 gigabytes, so it's not cheap. Um, I have no problem mailing back my iPhone um, that, you know, if I'm doing the return process, uh, which I've done before, that's fine. I prefer that. I want to do the setup at my house and all that. Uh, and then send a box back with the thing in it. I, I don't fret about the um, phone very much in that regard. But the phone that I'm getting is basically twice the cost of the phone that I'm sending them. Um, so I want to know that I will definitely 100% of the time receive it. Um, and in a manner where it is not going to sit on my front porch and make me nervous for even 10 minutes. Uh, but that, you know, is, is just a kind of a constant um, with anyone buying an Apple product. Um, but that is also the only product I was considering. Cause I don't, I'm fine with my series seven watch last yeah. year's watch. Yeah. Um, I have no major complaints and doesn't seem like it has progressed enough in terms of the, uh, eight to require me to do anything. Um, and the, uh, uh, super adventurer watch, uh, is a little overkill for me personally. Um, although I respect everyone's purchases. So, you know, I'm not, not complaining. Yeah, no, you're, this is about you personally. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, that's how I am. And I'm not an AirPods 
Pro person, but Jason is interested in the AirPods Pro because his battery started dying and it was making weird noises and he didn't like it and he didn't want to go into the customer service thing because one time he scheduled an appointment and they weren't ready to take him at the appointment. And I was trying to explain to him beforehand, they're never ready to take you at the appointment time. You have to schedule it with a lot of flexibility. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. And so uh, they told him that he might have to wait between 45 minutes to an hour uh, in order to have them look at his thing. And he, uh, well, if I'm someone who doesn't want to make a scene or cause a problem, not everyone is someone who doesn't want to make a scene or cause a problem. Oh, really? Yeah. And Hold on. Are we talking like, I was told by Apple Care? Uh, have you seen that video? Yeah, no, I haven't seen that video. Uh, but it, it, it was it was pretty, you know, brusque to this oh. poor woman uh, who was oh. trying to do the thing. And I'm like, it's, I was trying to explain it. Like, it's not her fault. Um, like, she didn't do it. It's like, the system is bad. <laughs> not her i'm sorry the reason i'm laughing is because there are people in my life who are that way as well and i can just feel how you were feeling in that situation and how you are trying to like please remember it's not their fault and the person that is like that just doesn't really that that doesn't matter to them in the moment. yeah i mean he didn't he didn't yell at her or anything right like, right it wasn't it, but, but he was just rude. Um, and yeah, I was going to say, even the smallest amount of rude for us is mm-hmm. like cringe. Yeah. So I, I always, yeah, I, I totally feel how you're feeling in that situation. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, that brusqueness does get things done. But for me, uh, I've always found that the opposite of that also gets things done. So right. we're both right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not worth getting worked up over. But uh, he'll show them by potentially buying another product instead of waiting in a customer service line so uh i i don't know that's where that's where he's at he hasn't he hasn't done anything because uh he's definitely not somebody who's going to sign on at five in the morning to do anything um and he's not planning on upgrading his phone because he doesn't consider anything about the new one to be that significant uh but that's just him now for you you buy stuff because you got a job where you got to talk about stuff i do um so i was planning on getting the silver iphone this year um and that is what i went in this morning with i put that one as my pre-order option um and went to go through and it was quoting um a actually two weeks later, it was quoting like the 26th or the 27th of September. And I'm like, I need to have this on day one. So I thought, okay, oh, and I go iPhone 14 Pro Max. So I went iPhone 14 Pro Max Silver 512. Um, So that one was not available to get on day one. So I thought, okay, I went back and changed the color to deep purple. And that one was available. So huh. I ordered, pre-ordered the iPhone 14 Pro Max in deep purple, um, 512 gigabytes, because that's the size that I have with my iPhone 13 Pro Max. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, I'm at half, uh, like it, a little bit over 256. So obviously I couldn't go with 256. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's like um, samesies. Uh, it's arriving on, well, it's supposed to arrive on day one. And then I also personally, not with, uh, like through Twit, I personally ordered AirPods Pro Gen 2, um, uh, because I want to replace my AirPods Pro so much so that I can have noise cancellation again. And, um, so when those, I think launch on the 23rd, I will, uh, in theory, have those on day one and I will, uh, definitely be talking a lot about those. They, I didn't realize it, but Apple had said in the thing that this was one of their most popular, uh, 
I think it's their most, their most popular headphones, um, which I figured for sure it would just be the standard AirPods, but no, uh, AirPods Pro are more popular than that. Yeah. I mean, oh, that was the other thing. I was shocked at how much uh, reaction there was in the audience to AirPods Pro for everything. Uh, uh, Along with the person that was saying, wow, at everything, there were also (laughs) a lot of people who were kind of ooing and awing at the the AirPods Pro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, that's good. I I hope all of your stuff arrives uh, in a timely fashion and is tracked well through systems yes. that track packages. <laughs> Me yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck. And uh, on you. that note, I think we can bid adieu and hop in our cars to peel off out of here um, <laughs> into the sunset. So, so. Into our <laughs> Apple cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>